by and by. Amen. Oh, what joy when we get home. Somebody said the bells will be ringing. The church will be singing when we get home. Truly, we thank God for his goodness, for his mercy, for his grace. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And then he said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord. Are you glad this morning? No matter what's going on, are you glad to be in Christ this morning? No matter what, are you glad to be in Christ? Then David said, come before his presence with singing. It must be something about singing that God loves. Sometimes we don't like to sing a lot, but God God loves singing. Because he said, come before his presence with some singing. Singing, a, and not just singing any song, Amen. but singing songs that give him glory. That's right. That's right. That give him praise, that magnify his high and holy. He like when the children sing about coming home. Amen. He like when the children sing because it reminds us that this place is not our home. Amen. We're just pilgrims yes. passing through Amen. the bad lands, Amen. the barren lands. And if we just remember that, we're going to be all right. As long as we don't think we're past, that we are in good lands, Amen. going to another land. Right. But no, these are barren lands. Right. And we're pilgrims. Amen. And we're on our way to glory. I want to thank God for just the whole weekend. The whole weekend was fantastic. And, and God is just such a good God. And, and, and the weekend uh, kicked off on uh, something happened on, on, on Thursday as well. Um, I, 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 I want to say that I got a phone call and one of our sisters, Sister Geddes, had uh, called us. Actually, Sister Dawn Smith had called for her, uh, letting me know that her son was in a, a terrible car accident on, on Thursday morning. And I got to call around 5 o'clock, so I ran up to the hospital to be with the, the, the family and, 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 and just wanted to pray with mom and dad and, 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 the, and the son, uh, Andrew. And once you... I know a lot of times we say pray for one another and we think it's just something we say. But pray for that young man. Uh, right now it can go either way. But I believe that the fervent, effectual prayer of the righteous man availeth much. It's powerful. So call up his name, Andrew Getty, and Pray for Sister Getty and Brother Getty and, and, and the whole family. I recently found out that that's part of the uh, Kim Stevens and Keeper Fox and all of them. That's one big family right there. I want to just continue to keep that whole family in prayer because, because it could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. And, 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 and we got to make sure that we understand that God is in the blessing business. And no matter what tragedy may strike our life, our God is still more yes, yes, than able yes, 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 yes. 
And don't ever forget that church. Um, and then after the tragedy, you know, whenever you had some tragedy, you still life goes on. You still have to do some things for God and let God take care of some stuff. And on Friday night, we had our, our sure blessings with my brother Wilkie and myself did that. And, and, and boy, that was a good. That was good. That was good. And we really talked about making sure we understand that we are one. And the Lord, the Lord, the Lord God does not care anything about race. God is colorblind. He don't care anything about ethnicity. He don't care anything about nationality except the nationality of being a Christian. That's what he cared about. Jesus came and broke the walls down that we all might be in the same family. And that is his family. Now, if you got a problem with that, then maybe heaven won't be your home. We don't have no spots up there. When I read, there's no place up there to kind of separate you. So that might, might be where you're vying to, vying, vying to go. I want to go to a place where everybody happy. Everybody getting along. Is that all right? I want to let you know how I feel about it. But I, I feel like God feels about it. I want to make that point. So we talked about that on Friday night and broke it down, book, chapter, and verse. Now I'm telling you, I let Brother John Wookie go first. He tore it up. When I got up there, I was ripping up paper. I ain't preached that. I ain't got to preach that. I ain't got to preach that. I ain't got to preach that. He left me the crumbs. So I just got there and started talking about what I just said. Everybody is one in Jesus. That's it. And stop being unequally yoked together with folk. Don't think like that. The Bible right cannot be wrong. Then Saturday came, and we went over to the appreciation over the 16th Street Church of Christ. It was on my calendar for a long time, and God is so good. He helped me. Just, I just looked at the calendar. It happened last week going through it, and I said, uh-oh, 16th Street. <laughs> Had to get my mind right for that. Uh, we went over there, and not by myself. Listen, and one accord went over there with me. And I want to let you know. They sung. Amen. Some of you like sang. They sang. And it was beautiful. I mean, I mean, I mean, those are not swaying first folk, but they could not, they couldn't keep their expression. They had, <laughs> it's a shame when you can't express. What you're feeling on the inside. But it was just a, a good time to be had over there. They enjoyed all of us. And, and one of the things in the message that I brought to them was that we got to understand that it is all right to encourage and honor one another. Give honor to whom honor is due. And don't apologize for it. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Because it is the will of God in Christ. We all one. But it's for the work's sake, Timothy, Paul told Timothy, that you bless their name for the work's sake. So I, I, we preached and had a great time with that and got them all stirred up. And, and that went very good and, and went downstairs and ate, ate a banquet with them and celebrated with them. There being a congregation of the Lord in D.C. And then after after that, um, uh, we here this morning and here this morning, what I want to 
I try to do my best to get to you and get across to you is that um, um, and when yesterday we had our radio program and we had the final program on WFBR 1590 because we wasn't getting the, it's good news coming. We wasn't getting up. See, as a church, we want to be a church that not just preach to each other, but that the whole world may hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that station wasn't doing it for it. Wasn't getting any feedback with it. So we left that station and we're picking up another station. October 1st, uh, 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 1400, WWIN. Everybody listening to that. We got something to say for Jesus. Over there. That's gonna cost a little more money, but it's worth every dime is worth it because that's what the church is about getting the message out. So, Brother Cooper is working out all the details, and we set out goodbyes to 1590 on yesterday. And and we got we love the the station manager and the people who work with us down there. And one of them said they're gonna come and visit us at the church because we made connection with them. And and she wants to come and see what we're about up here because she likes it. Y'all some friendly folk, okay? That's right. It's good that folk have good things to say about you. And so we're leaving that stage. So yesterday was the last airing, so no need to go and try to tune in and iTunes and all that stuff, but we ain't there no more. Okay? We're going to another station. So pray that we may touch more with the gospel of Jesus Christ as we go and venture out into that venture. Is that all right? Now, today, we want to talk about something that's that's. That, 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 that's powerful, that the Holy Spirit wants us to know. Right. Brother Keeling so ably started it off in the scripture reading. Let me just read it one more time in 1 Peter chapter number 3, verses 1 through 4, for emphasis sake. 1 Peter chapter 1, thank you. Chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Yes, sir. I was, I, I, when I got there, I would have said, oh, wrong one. That's checking you out. 1 Peter 1, 1 through 4. The Apostle Peter is about to write this message, and it's going to be a powerful message. The Bible said in 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 through 4, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Punctus and Galatia and Cappadocia and Asia and Bithynia, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercies hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4 said, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. The title of my sermon this morning is, Have you made your heavenly reservation? Have you made your heavenly reservation? Reservation. Because Peter just said it's waiting for you if you want it. 
Peter just said it's been reserved in the heavens for you. But just like any reservation, there's some things you got to do to get your spot. I recently made a reservation, and I know that. And, and, and when I made the reservation, there were certain things that they were requiring of me to do in order to hold that spot. And God has certain requirements that he has for all of us to do to hold your spot. Now, I'm going to let you know something. You, you want that spot. You may have canceled a whole bunch of reservations in your time. And, and you may have gotten away with it, but do not allow this reservation to be counseled on you. Because the consequences are devastating. You're talking about crying. There's going to be some tears if you blow this reservation. Paul wanted, or Peter wanted these people to know what God has set aside for them and what he has for them. And church, we need to know, again, I love the song that Josh uh, led that last song. I love that. Uh, hallelujah, by and by. Amen. Because we are trying, I don't know about you, but one day we got to get out of here. We are not, we are, we are peculiar people. We are special people. We are not here to stay. That's right. We're here to come do God's will, please God, and go to our eternal resting place. Right. And those of you who said, but I, but I got it good down here. You ain't seen good yet. Amen. 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 That's right. you, haven't even, you haven't tasted good yet. Y'all don't believe me. Go over to Romans. Got to show you. Go to the book of Romans. Here's what the apostle Paul had to say about it. Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse number 18. Paul said, based upon all the suffering that he was going through for the cause of Christ, and, and Paul thinking about all the pain he's suffering versus what awaits him, he was with the Holy Spirit told Paul to write. Paul was inspired to write in verse 18. He said, for I reckon." That the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be comp no comparison to the glory that shall be revealed in us. That means God's going to reveal something in us that we never seen or experienced or even understand. I don't know what the best experience you ever had in your life, but don't compare it to heaven. Don't even try to read it out when you're having a good time and everything is going good. And say, boy, I'm in a good place. This must be like heaven. No, it's not. Paul said it's not even compared to the glory that shall be revealed. And when we, our soul, comes out of these tabernacles, this earthly body, this earthly vessel, when it come out, we're going to see and understand stuff you've never seen in your life. Amen. Amen. That's the promise of God. 
In fact, even when Peter wrote this in 1 Peter chapter number 1 and, and verse number 4, he even called, he said, uh, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. By default means what we got right now is corruptible and defiled. When you compare the two, don't even, listen, don't miss making your reservation. Peter said it with excitement. He said in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy. Mean we don't deserve heaven. But don't we thank him for mercy? Don't we thank God for not giving us what we deserve? But for giving us what we don't deserve. Oh, just make your love a more. Let's make your love a more, church. And then he said here, according to his abundant mercy, hath begotten us. That means brought us in. A, a children that don't belong in, but just say, ah, you my child, get in here. You're my daughter. Get you my son. You want to come on? Come on in here with me. I'll be your father. You be my daughter. I'll be your father. You be my son. You okay with that? Lord, I'm okay with it. He's begotten us. He's brought us in. Begotten us again unto a lively hope by what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. When God, when Jesus got up, that was it. We now can be sons and daughters. Of the master. And not only are you and I waiting for this thing to break wide open with heaven, but the Bible says, go back to Romans 8, go back to Romans 8. I gotta show you, I got these two passages, I gotta show you. Romans 8 tell us that when you look and understand what actually is going on, it says here, and I'm going to pick it up at actually in verse number 18. Well, let's keep reading for verse number 18 down. I read 18, 19. For the earnest, eager, sincere expectation of the creature, us, waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. We're waiting for God to show us stuff. We're waiting for God to open stuff up for us. Verse 20, he said, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Basically, we have been put down and locked down into this situation because this is where God desired us to be until he break forth. Watch what he says here. Not only us are waiting, but verse 21 says, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children. We're going to be free. We're going to be free out of all of this bondage. Do you know that your soul and my soul is something so much more better than your flesh. It is contained in this tube. And we spend more time on getting the needs of this vessel, this tube, this 
earthly building right than we do our souls. That one day is going to burst out of the body. And it's going to be free and it's going to be liberated and it's going to understand. But the soul got to go to judgment. What I'm telling you is, is that God wants to liberate us. But being liberated means you got to, because God has made it possible, you got to make your reservation. You got to make sure you're ready and you're qualified. Somebody said, well, uh, are you making a reservation? We would, uh, what, you, what you make it with? But first of all, read the conditions. Most reservations you got to hold with your credit card. But in Christ, you got to hold it after you're saved with faithfulness. After you say, you say, now you stamped, you on your way, but you got to stay faithful. Yes. Yes. That holds your reservation. And the beautiful thing about it, even when you fall down, get up, it's still, it's still in there. Why? Because it was written in there in pencil. Oh, church. Yeah, because see, until you die, you can choose not to serve God. Amen. Am I right? You don't have to serve God. So until you die in the Lord, it's there temporarily. But when you die, it's solid. It's there. It's, it's, it's solid. And I don't want to scare nobody. But brother, saying, do my name come and go in the book of life? I'm not saying it come and go in the book of life. I'm saying that it doesn't have to stay there permanently if you are unfaithful. Yes, because some people are scared of pencil. I don't I know. No, pencil fades and it goes away. And it's been 2,000 years. Maybe my God can't read my name no more. He got your name. He knows everything about Don't worry about that. I'm just letting you know he knows your name. He knows every hell you're here. And he is holding this spot especially for you. But you got to do what the conditions say. To get this, you have a shoulder. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I took my my wife out. I don't know where we was going somewhere. Oh, brother Thea, he wasn't. He wasn't good. He wasn't good. I think I ain't gotta make a reservation. I'm figuring all these hotels. We be going there everywhere. I'm just gonna go down there, pull up, and just you know. See, I'm gonna negotiate. With the, with, with, with the person making the reservation, because cause I read a book one day. Watch out for a bunch of books that ain't the Bible. I read a book one, one day and said there are certain things that are negotiable. Like buying a car is negotiable. Uh, 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 a house, buying a house is negotiable. Uh, uh, somebody told me that, 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 that a reservation it's no go, you get there, and if they say it's 139, you can chop them down a little bit. Say, look, you know, well, you know look, I don't, look, I don't want to pay 139. I don't, you know, don't want to pay 119, you know. Oh, it's not, I'm taking my business up the street. And, I, and, they, they, and, they, and, they, and the book said they, can, they got wiggle room. Right. What the book didn't say is that's if they desperate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's if they, that, if they're a quality place, they don't 
don't need your money. You go in there trying to negotiate. Wait, listen, listen, listen. We, me and my sweetheart, because of my bad planning on our anniversary, wind up having to spend a night in the in the van. I know I tell all my business. I tell the truth. Cause I don't, I gotta help you. Make your reservation. Before you wind up missing your spot. That was not a good night for me. Lord have mercy. What I'm saying is, is that don't do heaven like that. Don't think you're going to judgment. You can bargain with Jesus. And you're going to have the last word because I, I, Jesus, don't, he must not know my heart. If he really deep down knew my heart, he know that I want to go to heaven because I want to go. So, so even though I ain't doing wrong, right, and I'm you know, nipping a little bit and smoking a little bit, but when I get to heaven, I'm going to let him know my heart. I'm going to negotiate with him. What you don't realize is the day you die, it's already settled. Only thing you're waiting for is the final word, but it's settled. Everything is in, all the evidence is in, everything in already. You ain't negotiating with God. Everything is already in. He knows everything is already sealed. He's God. He ain't got to get up there and say, uh, you talking about something? Well, uh, on, on, on November 5th, on 2099, I did this great deed for this woman. She was stuck, and I went and did all this stuff for her. I took her to the, I was like the Good Samaritan. Got a hotel room, and I told him I paid for it, and I made sure she had medical expenses and stuff. Lord, don't you, did you forget that? God know about that stuff. God can say you ought to have done that. You caused it. Look here, it says here, for we know that the whole creation, everything is waiting for Jesus to come back. The whole creation groaneth and travaileth with pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. We waiting to be transformed. Everybody is waiting. And that's why when certain things happen in the world, you see the whole world, folk ain't never prayed before. Church is all filled up. You let a disease, you let a, you let a pandemic come our way. That's a disease that kills hundreds of thousands. That's right. That's it. Let it come our way and, our, and us and our family members and loved ones start just dying all over the place. Folk find faith somewhere. Yeah. Maybe not the right thing, but they, 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 they screaming for everything. Lord, they like Jonah and those guys on the boat. They like saying, I don't know who your God is, but pray. That he help us in this situation. Mankind gets like that. You want to see the church fill up? Let something big happen. And even in our own lives, when do you do your best praying? 
Now, don't get me wrong now. When you, if you get an inheritance for a million dollars, I know you can say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about meaningful prayer. All of us do our best praying in time of pain and tribulation and when we really need a blessing from the matter. That's when we, our eyes water up. That's when we start sweating in the palms of our hands. That's when we don't know what to do. Sometimes our mind gets locked up because we're just trying to think of what can I say to the Most High to get him to move on my behalf. And, and you just don't know what to say, but you're in so much pain. You said, please, 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 Lord. I need you right like I never need you. I mean, you talk to him. Why? Because that is the time in which you realize and I realize our frailty. We realize that we really need Jesus to come and to rescue us. Watch the text now. Watch the text. And, and, and here's the text. Then the text go in and says here in verse 24, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope for what a man seeth. Why doeth he yet hope for it? And what God is really saying here and helping us to understand is this hope is just not a wish. This hope is faith. This hope is our expectation of what God is going to do. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. When it's deep, you don't even know what to, you got to say something. And that's why we can't choose feelings over faith. Because at the end of the day, it has to be us pouring out our heart to God to the point where we don't even know what to say. We just got to say something. We just got to say something. I've been praying so hard and I couldn't say something. It sounded like gibberish to me. Sometimes I just start just groaning. Because I don't know the words. My child died and I don't know the word. My mama died and I don't know the word. My, my, my wife hurt. I don't know the words. God knows. It says here, but the spirit itself at the middle of verse 26 makes his intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will. When you're Christians, don't worry about how eloquent you pray. You just pray. Somebody, well, I'm on the subject. Somebody said, well, how do you pray? The same way you talk to me, talk to God. Amen. That's prayer. The same way you act like you're going to see somebody important. So before you go to God, don't just go to him and say, look, God, I need you. No, give him some glory. Say to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to the God of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, most powerful, awesome God, who is not just can do stuff, but you're more than able to do stuff. Amen. Kind of start off like that. Not buttering God up, but letting God, you really, you really know who he is, and you really know that you, he the only one that can help you. 
And then you go down here, and it says here, according to verse 28, which is everybody's favorite verse, many people's, as we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. That's good, right, church? And it takes faith to grab that. Because there's some stuff that are not good in your life that God going to make it fit together for good. There's some bad stuff that happened in your life, in my life, in our lives. But God has the ability, if we trust him and if we love him, to even make bad stuff, wrong stuff, fit together. Come out at the final conclusion of stuff for good. Even when we fall down, even when we stumble, even when we hurt, we're in pain, we're not acting right, and we just stay with God, he can make it work together. Let me come out for good. So don't be whining in your trouble, in your tribulation, in your pain as if you are a Gentile or if you don't know there's a God that can make everything work out. But you walk in, you treat life uh, as if God going to make everything work out. If you are not saved, if you never obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, you better get your reservation in. Because the text says all things work together for good to those who what? Love God. And then the Bible said, Jesus said, and if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Stop telling somebody you love them. Oh, I just love you. It ain't doing the right thing by them. We was in that in that van sleeping. I told my wife I love her, honey. You know I love you. She wasn't feeling it. Right, right. She knew I loved her, but she ain't like this situation we was in. But the text is still true. All things work together. I wouldn't be able to preach this sermon this morning without having that happen in my life. I lived it. We still together. We ain't broke up. We ain't messed up. In fact, she haven't even mentioned it since it happened. And it's happened probably 15 years ago. She ain't even mentioned it. But it's just a good time to let you know what in this life you're going to go through that God is still able to work together for our good. Watch the text. Watch the text. He said, for them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. That means those who not only love him, but are willing to submit to his will. Let me say that again. It's not enough to say, I love you, God. And it's not enough to say, I believe you and I'm going to get baptized. But when you believe and get baptized, now you got to get up and start doing his will. That's what the text says. Those who are called according to his purpose. Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Salvation is in the church. Salvation is in the church, the house of God. The family of God. The body of Christ. That's where you're preordained 
in Christ, in the church. In the house, in the family. That's where you get your reservation hell when you get in the family. You write your name down. Well, in the family. Sins washed away. You're in a good state with God now. And now live faithful unto death. Now, 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 somebody said, well, but I've been, I, I, I had a bad past. Can God still help me? Can God still love me? And listen, ever, all of us got messed up stuff in the past. Nobody got a, nobody got a, a, a special niche on that. And some stuff that some one person can take, another person can't take. So what might be your trial may not be a trial to them, but what they're going through might be nothing to you. God decided he would make us many and vary. Moreover, in verse 30, whom he did predestinate, them also he called, and whom he did call, them he also justified, and whom he did justify, then he's also glorified. That's about salvation. All this stuff is what God did for us. When we believed and got baptized, he did the rest of the work for us. What do you mean, preacher? You can't save yourself. We went, went all of us were, all of us were filthy rags. We're saints now, but we ain't start off saints. We was ants. And he took us from ants. Ain't got no covenant, ain't got no God, ain't got no citizenship, ain't got no hope, ain't got no justification, ain't got no sanctification. Ants. We were ants. And he took us from being ants. Made us saints. Now we got a covenant. Now we got hope. Now we're justified. Now we're sanctified. In Christ Jesus. In his body. Through baptism. In his church. Oh, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. That's why the Bible said, even to a man who wanted God and who started on God's way, he got to a point where God had to, uh, go to Acts chapter 22. Acts 22, and a verse I want is down here, verse 11. It says here to this man who wanted God and his heart was changing, his heart was turning. And the Bible, Paul said here, and when I could not see for the glory of the light, being led by the hand of them that were with me, I came to Damascus. This text tells us that Paul was so bad until God had to come down and throw some heavenly light on him. Some folk, some, what are you saying, preacher? Some of us, we so hard-headed, we just won't stand up and do what God wanted to do. God got to come and beat your ass to death. Just to get you to do what you know you ought to do. Well, I wouldn't take a whipping I ain't have to take. But we so stubborn, we won't. We just want we we want to do what we want to do. I'm a I'm a I'm a club. I'm a 
drinking, smoking. I'm a, uh, you know, I mean, I love women, man. I'm a woman, man. And you know, I mean, I, you know, you know, you know, I, you know, or, or you know, I like to dress. I like, you no, know, I like guys. I like the club. I like them to buy me stuff and I, all this stuff, all this stuff. And, and God said, but I want you. I ain't ready yet. You know, I'm gonna get my nails done, get my hair done. I ain't ready yet. You know. God said, okay. God will set something up. Because you can't be God. If God, God wanted Saul, he can't, he can't run from God. We as Christians, we're God's our father, and we can't run from, listen, God, Hebrews 12 said, God will chasten us. He will spank, God is like an old grandmother. He will beat you to death. He ain't going to kill you. But while he working on you, you're going to think he's about to kill you. That's God. And, 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 and sometimes God will set up some accident. God might have to give you something. He ain't going to kill you. He may have to throw a little, maybe diabetes uh, shake him up. Maybe I, I won't give him cancer, but I'll give him the, the, the possibility of the cancer. God, God can get you. Maybe he needs to be in an accident. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll set the electric wire wrong tonight. Maybe if I burn down that sofa, that 54-inch TV, 65-inch TV, maybe I'll have the roof fall on the Lexus. And maybe while I'm doing that, maybe I'll cancel the homeowner's insurance without them knowing about it. And now let's see who they turn to. Oh, God got the power. See, he, he wanted Paul to come the easy way. But Paul's so busy trying to fight Jesus until God had to shine a light on him. Shake him up. Knock him off his beast. Blind his eyes. Verse 12. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, verse 13, came to me. Paul said he came to me. And he stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, receive thy sight. He's being called brother because God's foreknowledge already knows that I got him now. Brother Saul, receive thy sight. And the same hour I looked upon him. So God took the scales of blindness off his eyes so he can see. And now, and the same hour I looked upon him, verse 14, and he said, Ananias said, the God of our fathers has chosen you. You can't resist it. He's, he's shining light on you. He knocked you off your beast. He blinded you. He spoke to you because he said, you mine. God of our fathers have chosen you. Every Christian that's in here today, you are in here because you are chosen to be here. But you are destined to be here. But if you act up, you ain't got to stay here. But you're chosen by almighty God. He saw you. He identified you. You ain't fine, God. God wasn't lost. 
God found you and I. Look at the text. The text says here, God of our fathers, in verse 14, has chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and should have hear the voice of his mouth. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen. And he said, what I'm going to do to you, you can tell folk about it. Some of us, and he got some stories. Some of y'all got some stories. You know you do. That, but don't scare folk with them. Some of y'all got some scary stories. Some of y'all got some scary stories. Don't you be scared for what? What? But God, who loved you, called you, and told you, I got a reservation for you in heaven. All you got to do is hear, believe, repent, confess, and get baptized, and I'll put your name down. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Get your name written down. What's the apostle Paul. Spoke to us. God spoke with his mouth unto you. Verse 15. For thou shalt be a witness unto all men what thou have heard, what thou have seen and heard. Verse 16. And now, why are you waiting? Why are you tarrying? That means waiting. Get up. Be baptized. And wash away your sin. See, God calls some folk, but some folk refuse to answer God. Now, I'm not going to say these folk don't, in their mental ascent, don't say they love God. Some say they love God. Some say, I don't care what you say. I may not go to church. I may not read my Bible or none of that stuff, but I really love God. They say that. What they don't realize is, Love is a action word. It's a verb. It's, an, it's something you do. See, a lot of times we say we love stuff, but our actions clearly say something else. We say we love this. We say we love that. Some people say, I love my car, but won't pay the car no. <laughs> and you really mean it. You really mean, I'm, no, no, I, I, I'm just broke right now, but I love my car. I understand what you're trying to say. But listen. Folk, and I'll, and I'll use this, I'm almost done. There's some folk out there right now. Let me give you some good example of this. There's some folk out there right now in our country, and there's hundreds of thousands of them that suffer with addiction. They are hooked on chemical substances or something. And you can tell when a person is addicted to it by the means they go through through to get it. There's some when it start call them chemicals start calling them, they'll go and get their babies if they have to. 
put them on the corner with them, scratch their hair a little bit, do their face a little bit, rip some clothes off a little bit, and put a sign up saying, I will work for food or please help me. And at first it was only on a couple of corners. But the bigger the population, the more corners they have to have. They don't want to be out there, but this, this love of this stuff, this need of this stuff, it's calling them. So they would stand out there, rain, snow, it's 25 degrees out there, it's 19 degrees out there, it's swelching hot out there, it's 101, and they will stand right there until they gather enough monies to go and calm down that craving for that thing that's got them, that addiction. And they do what it takes to get that. And I'm telling you that love is equivalent to that. Real love. Because, let me shut my Bible so y'all know I'm going. Because, because I've walked in a blizzard for her. A blizzard. No, no, y'all, a blizzard. I would not have went out of that house for anything and nothing. I'm busted, stop, car, stop, the TV, don't go outside, don't go in the street, everything. But it was date night. She was here, she tell you. She told me, don't go, don't go out there. I got to go, mama. Amen, brother. I'm walking down Lock Ray, but brother Ville, the snow is like up here to your hips. You can't even walk. I'm falling for it. I'm falling. I am falling for it. Trying to get to the, the center of my affection. Walking and struggling, I must be out of my mind. But it had me. And I finally, I don't know, I don't know how I got down there. God is good. I, I, I think I blacked out a couple of times. That's going on down. I just gotta get to her. That's that's action. That's action. That that's action. That's action. And when you really love somebody, stop talking about you love somebody if you ain't willing to do whatever it takes to demonstrate that. What? what oh, my goodness gracious. I got down there. They couldn't believe I'm knocking on the door. It's like in the Bible when Peter was knocking on the door and they said, who is that? <laughs> They come down the steps, they peep through the people. I said, you don't believe this. It's Brenda's boyfriend. 
Nem álltél? I did it because I love her. For this, and for the same reason, I left what I believed in that wasn't in the Bible for what I believe in in the Bible because I love him. Because I love him. I love what he did for me. I love the way he loved me. I love that he loved me before he knew me. I love that he loved me 2,000 years before I even existed. That he had me and you in mind and got up on that tree and died on that cross that, and rose up on the third day and we wasn't even here yet, but he was making reservations for us way back then. Make your reservation. Get your reservation. Don't leave here without it. If you're out here, you're subject to the Savior's invitation. The Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's all it takes. Hear his word, believe his word, repent of your sin, confess your faith in Christ, and come get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let me say it again. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission, the forgiveness of your sins. Amen. To have your sins washed away. Mm -hmm. And then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you're out there, heaven's ready, the water's ready, the baptizer's ready. Are you ready to get your reservation? If you are, let's stand right now and sing the hymn of invitation. There's a fountain free. It's for you and me. Let us hey, oh hey, to his bread. found of love from the source above. Any business of freely drink. Oh, somebody need to come and get that reservation. Oh, you need to come right now. To the fountain free. Will you come? Will you come? Tis for you and me. Thirsty soul, thirsty soul. Come cool. Tis a fountain open for all. Won't you come? All you need to come. All you need to come right now. Come and get your reservation. Come and get your reservation today. Nobody promised you tomorrow. Oh, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Let's teach him in song, church. It is so good to love God. So good to be called his child. So good to be washed by the blood of the lamb. Maybe you're out there. Maybe you're nervous or subject to the Savior. Uh, and you are subject to the Savior's invitation. You need to come. Don't let the devil stop you from getting your reservation. Amen. Don't let them put stuff in your head to stop you telling you you got tomorrow. You may not have to. It's not promised to nobody. Amen. 
Today could be a last day. It's in the Bible. Today is the day of salvation. Love means a lot. People demonstrate love. Sister Annika Adams about to leave us. Her mom's here because you love her and standing right beside a baby. That's love. Amen. She said she ain't going away without seeing me. That's love. Because love is demonstrated. Love is, love is awesome. I looked in the class and peeped in the marriage enrichment class this morning. Class packed. Folks trying to get that love right. Because it's, because it's important. It is the glue to everything. And then there's that love between our God and our souls. We want to make sure we get that right. And the reason why we want to get that right is because God loves us, no doubt. He said, I so loved you that I sent my only begotten son. I made the first move. I sent Jesus. Now he want to know what you're going to do. My son died for you 2,000. He got ready for you. He prepared everything for you. He set up everything for you. Now what you going to do? And I'm glad that somebody in their heart is thinking about what God has done for them. And I pray that it provokes them to make their reservation. Amen. Amen. One more stands and the lesson's yours. There's a rope open for. Have you made your reservation? 